Carlin. That's Carlin. me. Carolyn. Or Dunks. Or Louise. Nope. I think is her middle name. Your middle name? I thought your name was Louise. Oh, it is. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm cutting that out. <laughs> I just got a really scary look. So, Carolyn, what are you. What did you watch in the past amount of time? Something or other. I don't know. <laughs> really, not a lot, actually. Um, oh, for once? Yeah, Netflix didn't coerce me into anything. Are you and Netflix going through a rough patch? No. You need to it's... spend some serious time with each other? No. Um, Netflix has kind of been, um, I guess, Cupid for me and Shonda Rhimes. So <laughs> um, I've been watching a lot of Scandal lately, like a lot, like probably too much Scandal. How much is too much Scandal? I'm on season four. Um, when did you start Scandal? Like maybe two weeks ago. Oh, Carolyn, that's a lot of hours. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe like three weeks. Maybe like a month ago. Oh, that's that's more reasonable. Yeah, we'll say that. So it's not scandal. like there's 22 episodes a year and they're each 40 some minutes or something. Yeah, they are. I watch it while I do a lot of other things. But um, yeah, so Scandal. That's one of uh, Shonda Rhimes' newer shows. Um, for those who don't know, she also created um, Grey's Anatomy about. 90 years ago. I'm surprised that show's still on the air. Love it, but surprised. <laughs> it was the very first television show ever. It was. It was. It feels like it. I think Grey's Anatomy is on season like 11 or something wild like that. Oh, I think it's, I think it's more than season 11. I was going to say like 17 or something. It's not CSI. Come on now. <laughs> CSI's over. Yeah, which version? Uh, the big boy. Ah, CSI crime scene investigation. Yeah, now it's only CSI cybers around. No New York or no Miami? Cyber. New York got canceled first, and no, Miami got canceled first, and then New York. I think losing Miami was the biggest travesty to you know TV. Miami was bad. Yeah, but those glasses and those getting puns. moved on and off, where it was endless amounts of fun. <laughs> so Shonda, um, <laughs> she did Guys Anatomy and How to Get Away with Murder as well, and um, so Scandal. It's Shondaland. It Carolyn is Shondaland. likes writing Shondaland. You know what? That's true. I saw How to Get Away with Murder earlier um, in the year. So, yes, I do like Shondaland, but um, it features the uh, the usual strong female lead that you see from all the Shonda shows. Uh, but what I find interesting about it uh, compared to Grey's Anatomy is that Grey's Anatomy is a lot more of an ensemble cast show um, with a lot of small characters. And you kind of forget that Grey of Grey's Anatomy is the main character half the time. Partly because she's not, I don't like her very much. That's a protagonist if I've ever met one. I do not like you. Wait, this, that's, wait, there's a. There's a character on the show named Grey? Meredith Grey. It's what? a pun. See, Grey's Anatomy is like the essentially medical Bible. Um, but it's a pun, yeah, because Meredith Grey is the main character. Don't they go through like 13,000 cast members? No, it's, um, well, like, yes. But it's they started as interns and Meredith Grey was like the main character intern. And then now they're all, I think, residents or something. I don't know how it works. But um, I thought Mc, I thought McDreamy was the main character. He uh, dates Meredith, and marries Meredith later. I thought he's dead now. Well, that also happened. Nobody uh, cares about spoilers for Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> no, no, no. But like he he died in season like ten, and they hooked up in the very first two seconds of season one, episode one. And now he races sports cars. And does like shampoo ads or something. But anyhow, so it's less of an ensemble cast um, than Grey's Anatomy. Um, Scandal, this is. Back to Scandal. Um, (laughs) And it's 
a mix between like a, an action kind of thing um, and a political drama. So the whole premise is that the main character is a fixer and so she's trained as a lawyer and a bunch of high profile politicians and people with money, uh, including the president of the United States, um, all chat to her when they have problems. Um, so I would say it's an interesting show. Uh, Shonda's really come into her own with um, some sort of Aaron Sorkin-y type dialogue, um, a lot of uh, drama based around speech. But then it also, this is kind of strange, it also combines like a lot of elements. Like they have a, a guy on their team who kind of likes to um, like torture people. So there's that <laughs> Whoa. as well. So both what? sides of the spectrum. <laughs> Why, why, what's the deal with that? He <laughs> he used to be um, like a secret agent kind of thing in this underground, like, yeah, secret agency thing. And then they kind of trained him to be this unhuman war man machine thing. And then he escaped <laughs> and she rescued him. But he still has these torturous tendencies because they broke his soul or something. I just... Not gonna even bother going down that rabbit hole. You would hate so, it. <laughs> Your sister would, would love I it. Hate, why would I hate Shondaland? I mean, I hate Grey's Anatomy. But it's actually, um, yeah, it has elements like okay, Grey's Anatomy is very soap opera-y sometimes. Um, Scandal, mm. Scandal leans more towards like if you like um, The Good Wife or um, you know, Monster of the Week type shows like cop cop shows and. That kind of thing, because it does have a different case each week half the time, um, but then also a very um, large and important overarching plot. Um, so I would say it definitely, yes, yeah, stays away from the soap opera side. But then again, the main character is also torn between multiple men, and she, she loves this guy, but he she just, you know, can't get away from him. And that is the element that I think would drive you crazy. It honestly drove me so crazy um, that I almost stopped watching the show, but then they toned it down. So. And then you were back on full bore. Mm-hmm. All about... All about Shondaland. All about Shonda. Have you have you, di have you seen anything else besides Shondaland? No. No, that's it. Just scandal. I watched Catching Fire again. Oh, and have I? T I'm watching the uh, the part two of Mockingjay. Mockingjay without having seen part one because oh, you... I didn't do that with Harry Potter, so nothing important happened in that movie. Obviously, <laughs> so I'll be fine. Except Peter got skinny and. Pete and Katniss was complaining a lot, so I think I, I nailed it. Peter but was always skinny. I thought he like fasted or some shit. I'm just going on from what I saw at the trailers. No, oh no, he didn't. No, no, you're so wrong. He gets like abducted eh. by the bad people and then basically like tortured and becomes a shell of himself. He doesn't fast. Well, if he does, it's not nobody, a... Nobody cares about Peter. He's the worst. No, he's so much better than Gale. No, Gale is so much better than Peter. I mean, Gale's attractive, but then he he he's so into himself. He's way too entitled. Peter's he's like, I will walk brother. on water for you, and Gale's all like, Why don't you like me, Katniss? So well, to be fair, like him and her, him and Katniss were like a thing until she went and you know. No, they weren't. They were like best. Fought friends. another dude, and then he came and rescued her. <laughs> Peter saved her life so many more times than that. And he was in love with her from afar. But no, her and her and Gail were not a thing. They were friends, and he liked her. But she's just kind of really oblivious. But what drives me crazy about Gail? She's really oblivious. Yeah, yes. What drives me crazy about Gail is that the whole time when she's like 
putting on this whole romance with Peta to survive, literally to survive, Gail's all like, Ugh, she's making me jealous. And I'm like, Gail, she, she might even die, like, tomorrow. Like, you're being an idiot. So that's where Gail bothers me. But, no, I'm going to go see the advanced screening of part two on Wednesday. How did you score those my, tickets? My pair. I don't know. My parents and Megan, they wanted to go see it, so. True. That's Catching Fire is the second one, right? Yeah. That one's really good. I like that movie a lot. Catching Fire? Yeah, it was like a like a adult teen movie. Yeah. Um, what's interesting about the Hunger Games trilogy is the first one is very um, art filmy. They actually changed directors uh, for all of the rest of them from the first one. So that's with the shaky camera, with uh, a lot of, you know, close-ups and that kind of thing. It was also way lower budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed it because I thought it was going to be one of those big, um, you know, typical blockbuster, lots of explosions, that kind of thing. And in the books, a lot of the time is spent with the character just like she's starving. Like her biggest struggle at the beginning of the games is that she just can't find food and it's cold. And so it was very interesting to see that art house thing. But then I think what they did with Catching Fire, they changed director, so it did get a lot more Hollywood. But it's very interesting they showed the way they show the revolution and that kind of thing starting in those movies. And I forgot how heart-wrenching Catching Fire is. Like, my goodness. It hurts. Really? Like, comparatively, yeah. Because so many more people just, like, die, and it's really upsetting, and that old man gets shot in the face, and, like, that sucks. So. Old man gets shot in the face? I mean, Senna dies. Yeah. Or you assume he dies. You don't actually see him die. Yeah. Um. Well, when they're doing the victory tour, like, before they go back to the games. Uh, oh, yeah, that old dude. Yeah, because he does the little three-finger kissy whatever. Um, the hope single or whatever. Yeah, and then the old lady... Uh, who's buddies with the cocky dude in the games. She, like, runs off into a fog of, like, acid so that she can save, uh, I don't know, remember Katniss or Peter or someone. It's very sad. I think both at that point. Mm -hmm. The thing I appreciated most about that movie, that they put their main character and the main character of the story in the dark the whole time, so you didn't know. And she was kind of not integral to, like, the plot of whatever their plot was but mm -hmm. they just needed her to be like the face but they actually didn't really care well that's what's such an interesting thing about her character and about the story is that like all she wants is to survive she doesn't want to be their icon or their image or anything and like she she could care less honestly but everyone has made her into something that she's not and she kind of has no choice but to go along with it and she's getting punished by you know the president and whatever because of something that she didn't even engineer um, but she kind of got put on this pedestal. So I find that kind of interesting. Uh, did you see part one? Oh, I've seen them all. Oh, okay, Carolyn. <laughs> um, what, I heard part one was just kind of the typical part one of a part two movie where it was like nothing really happened. It was just another like bridge to the end. Part one was a lot better um, than the first part of the book. The, the book also very much can be broken up into two um, two separate things. But the third book was, like, just not good. Um, it didn't. It wasn't as well-written as the other ones. It wasn't as interesting. But the movie actually made it... It made me looking, look forward to the second part of the movie because it was a lot better than the book already. And they added in a few more things. I don't remember what, but I, I remember when I, saw, um, when I saw it. They added a few more things in that the book didn't have and kind of fleshed out the story a bit. So that, that is why it was just kind of a... A typical part one because they were trying to expand on things that will happen in the second one that were never really 
explained or given enough time in the uh, in the book. So I'm looking forward to part two. Are you telling me they, they did that for a reason or was it just because of money? <laughs> well, probably money, but also I think they did want to make the story better because the third book is... A lot of people don't even bother to read the third book, even if they really like the Hunger Games um, trilogy. Well, have I guess, you read the books? Yeah, I have. You nerd. <laughs> yeah. You tweety nerd. Okay, I read it in, like, first year, to be fair. <laughs> I know. You were... What? What? I thought they came out in, like, when you were a tween. Actually, no. I read it in... No, they didn't. Maybe. Maybe they did. I don't know. Also, keep in mind that I'm counting your teenage years as tween years. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, it might have been second year that I read it. But no, um, yeah, so I, I don't know if making the the movie into two parts was a money grab or if they actually just wanted to make the story worthwhile to see because the book in itself it would have been a fine movie, but like not not to the standards of the other uh, the other two. Yeah, and it, it's written by uh, a guy who has written a lot of like political movies. Mm-hmm. So I am sure... As they should with, I think, with all books, if you make it into a movie, is that you should cut out stuff because there's stuff that works in books yep. and stuff that works in movies. That's what, like, you, it's really hard to do a movie from a, when it's a first person book. Yeah. Which I don't, I haven't read the Hunger Games books. I'm just assuming it's in Katniss's head the whole time. It is, which is, um, which is actually a very integral part of the story. Um, less so as the story goes on, but in the first book, definitely, it's all in her own, her own head. She doesn't even see people in the games for the first like couple days. So it's just her trying to survive in in the wilderness essentially. So it was interesting to see them as they were able to adapt that to the story. And it's always kind of hard because like you see them reacting to certain things on screen and you just kind of have to figure out their internal dialogue yourself. Yeah, well, it's, it's hard to carry off internal dialogue mm-hmm. in a movie. Yeah, unless it wants to use excessive voiceovers. <laughs> it's easier with a, with a story like um, The Fault in Our Stars because it is a yeah, and where I think with Hunger Games, the voiceovers would just feel really like like annoying. It would take away from major parts of that story. Like you don't need voiceover when she's just hanging out in the woods alone with a bunch of people trying to kill her. Like I think if you get a good enough actor, she can portray that. Yeah, exactly. And it's easy for the audience to understand it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, is that all you've watched, Carolyn? That is all I've watched. I'm, I've been really lame this week. Yes. Um, <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know what I was gonna say. But before we go into what I've watched, we should do the Carolyn drinking update. What is it today, Carolyn? Let me see. It's a shock top lemon shandy. Those none of those words were real words except for shandy. So it's a lemon shandy, which I think is actually redundant because aren't all shandies lemon? I don't even know what a shandy is. A shandy is like a mix between lemonade and beer, but like it's it's a beer. It just tastes very lemony. So. That's strange. Um, and Shock Top is the brand. Here's the logo. It's quite funny. Oop. Oh, God. Oh, it's a... Oh, what? Is it a lemon with a beard? He has hair. Oh. And, like, sunglasses. But it's, like, like his, like... It's, like, frilly hair, so it makes it look more like a lemon. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm drinking today. I think, personally, I like the orange ones and the raspberry ones better because I got it in a pack of, like, three different citrus flavors. The lemon ones are, like, not amazing. Are they local Kingston thing? Shock Top, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's an Ontario beer. Get them as a sponsor, woman. 
They're not local Kingston. They're just. <laughs> what Carolyn, if for people who can't see what Carolyn's doing, she's just turning the beer bottle <laughs> around in her hands over and over, trying to find out where it's made. It doesn't say. You can say... look on the top little thing, and I'm pretty sure it would say it there. It doesn't, but it says um, Shock Top Brewing Company, blah, 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 blah. St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, they're not Canadian. Nope. But then it says. Missouri's, Missouri's not even close to you. No, it says St. Louis, Mo. London, Creston, Edmonton, Montreal, Halifax, St. John's, Canada. So it's in a lot more places in Canada. I don't hear the most important city there. Cowtown? Well, that's the affectionate name, I guess. Even though there's no cows here. No, I know. Lame. Just so a what... very terrible hockey team. Hey, that's so mean. So what have you been up to lately, sir? I watched Dope and specter the new james bond movie i expect her it so which was one do you dope. want me to talk about <laughs> you motherfucker <laughs> what that was that was good she's so proud of herself i am <laughs> you're the worst yeah i interrupted is... you what else did you watch i'll make a pun you with used that it too. so early i those are the only two things i've really watched it's just been a busy couple weeks with school and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I haven't had much time, but uh, which one do you want me to talk about first? Why don't we do uh, some Bond? I watched this really cute video uh, with Daniel Craig and this little kid the other day. Um, and this little kid, is it was an Ellen uh, DeGeneres video, so you guys can check it out. But it was uh, this adorable little kid who basically idolized Bond and uh, Daniel Craig was just really sweet with him, um, telling him how to, you know, shake a martini properly and that kind of thing it was it was cute so tell me how that is okay uh so specter is the fourth james bond movie uh i love james bond movies because he is the best superhero he's a superhero pretty much like <laughs> it's he he just is it's not he's not it is a spy movie but with the amount of stuff he does he's he's effectively a like a spy superhero um well he's and as it's much not of a just because he has the best first name ever but <laughs> James Bond and Batman are real good. They're both cool. But James Bond is a little bit better because he does it while saying his name to everybody and wearing suits that never get dirty. Yeah, he's so, a lot more smooth. <laughs> even though he's like thrown through walls and they never tear or anything. Or at least in this movie they didn't. I think in previous Craig movies they have. Uh, but this one is kind of... It's not his last one in his contract, but he wants it to be his last movie with what he's said and stuff. Mm. And he looks old old in this movie he looks like he's kind of aged out of the part a little bit because in casino royale he's like in his like late 30s but he looks really young and he's super built um and he still is like a built guy but in this one like you can just see in his in his face that he's older and he looks like he's almost 50 now so like you kind of expect that to happen um and they've given his hairstyle james bond looks good for being you know 75 uh so he does and like Roger Moore and Sean Connery are both like around this age when they were still doing it. So yeah, it's, it's kind of different, but I guess because Craig started younger that it's more, or he's aged more noticeably. Um, but they've given him the hairstyle. That's like, Oh, you're losing your, you have a receding hairline, but we're going to style it in such a way and help it out. So it doesn't look like it. Cause that would really make it weird. Yep. Even though, you know, Sean Connery was bald when he started playing James Bond and they just put a hairpiece on him. So <laughs> And I, I, I loved Quantum. I, Quantum, I can't believe uh, what the hell just happened there. Why did that come out of my mouth after loved? That's a complete lie. That movie's <laughs> terrible. Um, I loved Casino Royale and Skyfall. I think those are 
probably two of the best James Bond movies. Those were good. Um, and Quantum of Solace is terrible. It's just bad. Mm-hmm. It was because they go in this like the Craig movies, I guess, have gone in Casino Royale is like the gritty reboot because James Bond is all about of the times, like the movies are of the times. And the Casino Royale is the gritty reboot. Quantum of Solace is the born James Bond movie, and it didn't work. And Skyfall is the Batman movie. Or not... Yeah, Skyfall. And Spectre is, I guess, the Dark Knight Rises. Except it's kind of like that movie where it's just, like, fine. It's like, eh. Like, some people really like it, and a lot of people don't like it. But I think the movie's fine. I don't understand why it's getting shit on the whole time. Like, there's a bunch of things that didn't make sense or i didn't care about but overall i think the action's pretty uh it's well shot there's just a lot of moments where it didn't fit with the daniel craig james bonds at least to me Mm. is that there's this one point and minor spoilers but it's a fucking james bond movie so you know what's (laughs) gonna happen when you go into this movie does he beat the bad guy (laughs) he does beat the bad guy um there's there's i i are you gonna see this movie Mm-mm. no maybe eh? i might did you see the other ones yeah i've seen them all so there's this point when he gets it like he's on the top of a mountain at this like health resort thing which is weird but <laughs> they don't spend much time on it which is fine because please don't do that and he's he's chasing the bad guys down after they take this lady that he's trying to get and he gets in a plane and he like flies up beside them as they're driving down and he looks at them and he's like, ha, ah, I'm James Bond. And then they shoot at him with guns and he's surprised that they shot at him. And I'm like, what did you expect to happen? You fought these guys before. They shot at you then. Yeah. Also, they're in bulletproof cars and you're in a wooden plane. Like, what do you think? This isn't a good place to be, James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I couldn't. There's just a lot of, like, I guess, reveals that they do that they're expecting, like, to tie in, like, the whole story with all four movies. They, they address quant they announce they acknowledge that quantum of solace was a movie that happened briefly <laughs> they say the bad guy's name once and then show his face once and then that's it and they try to tie it all in and you're supposed to be like big big revelations and it just doesn't, doesn't work, work and it just kind of feels and the direction kind of feels a little bit like everybody involved just kind of seems like they're bored and they didn't really want to do this like they thought they finished with skyfall and then they have to do this movie really quickly afterwards and they're just kind of like we know this is okay so we're just you know, here it is. It will make a bunch of money. Well, because but... Skyfall was the one that kind of redeemed the uh, the collection, especially after uh, Quantum. <laughs> well, nobody was expecting anything good after Quantum. Yeah. And it was like a long time after Quantum, mm-hmm. right? Because of the MGM isn't a company anymore, but it's still, it's the this is the only franchise that still gets its thing run before, even though they don't exist. <laughs> they announced before that they got Christoph Waltz as the bad guy, and then the like he's barely in the movie, and they kind of play it like you're not supposed to know who he is at all. Like they just show the back of his head all the time, but he's like the third name in the credits, yeah. and he hasn't shown up yet. And you're like, I wonder who. And also, his voice is exactly the same. I talk like this in every movie. Like he's like enunciates every word, and you're like, I can't. Who is this? I don't know. Every other actor's shown up. Who could this be? Is Quantum of Solace the one where he gets, like, his balls whipped? No, that's Casino. Ah, true. Like, they do these... Like, there's good scenes in this movie. Like, there's a torture scene in this movie that I think is good, even though the effects don't have any effect on James Bond when it seems like they would. But that's just a James Bond movie, so you can't really complain about that. Yeah. 
it's fine it's fun it's actiony like if you like them this one's a little bit more winking at the camera a little bit more fun than the other ones because those have been all very serious and this one's a little more fun yeah they were very dark they're very dark there's a i really dislike this one point at the ending because i just think it was so heavy-handed and it it was kind of below the director i feel because he's a good director like sam mendes has done really good movies Mm -hmm. like uh, american beauty revolution road um he's like skyfall and it just kind of felt heavy-handed but there's good scenes most of the actors are good it just felt like there was this script needed more polish like it was a bit rushed yeah it felt rushed Mm -hmm. it did it felt like they put it because they they wrapped filming earlier this year and got it out this year um but dave bautista plays the bad guy and he's got like metal fingernails or something (laughs) Um, and he doesn't speak the entire movie. Like, he's a silent... Because he, he's huge. Because mm-hmm. he's, like, over... He's, like, 6'5", ex-professional wrestler, and Daniel Craig's 5'8". So, like, he looks way bigger than him. Yeah. And that fight scene, like, Daniel Craig blew out his knee when he has the fight scene with Dave Bautista, and you understand why. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that guy, I don't think, knows how to fake fight in movies. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's why Daniel Craig doesn't want to do this, because what was happening to him in that scene, I was like, oh, Jesus. I understand why you don't want to do this movie anymore. Yeah, it was a bit too real. <laughs> it was like, this. they're actually hitting each other is what it looks like. Um, but he has these middle fingers, fingernails, and they, like... They, when he first comes on, like, they show, like, what the point of them having is, having them is. Yeah. And then they never use them in the entire movie. Oh, that's kind of a lost opportunity. And I'm like, you set up this villain with maybe a dumb thing, and you're like, oh, look how cool. That's how you address him. And then never seen again, never shown again. <laughs> he just punches him. <laughs> with his hard uh, metal fingernails, and it hurts. No, he just punches him with his big fist <laughs> through walls. And elbows him in the head and throws him around. It would be better if he, like, backhand slapped them because then his fingernails would at least oh, hit their face. Oh, Carolyn. Yeah. Carolyn. He does backhand slap somebody. Seriously, I could I could, I could, could write the next movie, man. Like, imagine a whole slap fight <laughs> between Bond and an ex-professional wrestler. I would watch that. He does backhand. I'm also kind of done with the backhand slap immediately knocking out the girl, even though she's supposed to be capable. Yep. I think we're, I think we're at the point now where women can fight in movies and we're like, oh, yeah. You, she doesn't get knocked out with one punch. Have you watched, you know, Fast and the Furious? It's the women who fight in those movies, not the men. Yeah. So it's fine. It's serviceable. It's just kind of disappointing after Skyfall because Skyfall was so great. But I'm excited if to see where this goes if this is Craig's last one. Uh, it's just a little disappointing that this is how he would go out. I think it's time. The, it shouldn't be the same director any next time because I don't think he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think Craig wants to do it either, even though he's good. And he has good moments, like little funny moments in this movie. But I think it's time to move on and give it to Idris Elba, please. Because, <laughs> man, that would be the most swaggerish James Bond ever. Yeah, but do you remember how much of a scandal it was when there was a blonde Bond? Everyone was shitting themselves. <laughs> he can't be black. He's too street, Carolyn. Oh, not Idris, though. Yeah, I read that article, actually, that talked about how they're like, oh, no, Idris, oh, that's too street to play it. And it's not because he played Stringer Bell on The Wire. That's not why he's too street. It's like, oh, is it because he's black? (laughs) Even though Idris Elba's in his mid-40s. And they're like, no, he just doesn't have the swagger to pull it off. I'm like, have you seen Idris Elba? That man is just swagger. swagger. (laughs) That's like all he does. Speaking of, Luther's coming back in December, which is exciting. With what, season four, three? Four. Four. Uh, and it's only going to be like a, I think like an hour and a half movie, one episode, which I like think is good. That's why I like British TV is that these shows continue and they just do them when they have time. There's no like. Yeah. And they take the amount of time they need to make them. And then the, the show is as long as it needs to be to tell the story. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm always up for more Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. I think he should. He's in Finding Dory, and now I have to see that movie because he's in it. <laughs> like the actual Idris Elba's in it. He's not like an animated fish or anything. He's just down there at the bottom of the ocean with him. Oh, just chilling, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just chilling. <laughs> Stringer Bell's just—he's taking over the ocean too. Oh, Can't man. stop that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's. But I—I'll move on to Dope, I guess now. Do you know what Dope is? Not like the drug, the movie. <laughs> I do, James. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel like I actually have heard of the movie, but remind me. It was like a Sundance movie about... Um, Dope? I, kind of, yeah. About like these three uh, teenagers, high school seniors, and they get like turned up in like this plot involving drugs and stuff. And I think it's I, like everything yeah, I happens think I in one day movie. Mm-hmm. It, looked, it looked really stylized and cool. Was it stylized and cool? Yeah. So I'll, I have the... Uh, I'm up so I can say these names properly, hopefully. But it focuses around a kid named Malcolm, played by Shamik Moore, and his two friends, Jib and Diggy. Uh, Jib is played by Tony Revolori, who played the main kid in Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, and Diggy is played by Kiersey Clemens. And they're just like young, black, inner city youth uh, who are nerds. And they're really intelligent. And they want to go to like Harvard and Stanford and do all the stuff they want to be like the next obama i guess is the stuff and this movie is all about them getting uh caught up in this drug plot when they're not kids who are involved with it but they obviously can't go to the cops because they're black mm-hmm. so that's kind of the whole plot of the movie and i, I don't want to like, say much more about that because it goes places it all happens in one day it's like a crazy one day thing yeah or like one or two days things i guess and right i guess the main problem i have with this movie is that the movie points out at the beginning like this list of black shit that white people like and it's like childish gambino and all that sort of like stuff along those lines mm-hmm. like and then this movie is just black shit that white people like mm-hmm. like it's i don't feel like it's it's not aimed to a black audience no, it's aimed to a white audience to, like, make a point. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was in the movie at Sundance or not, because, like, Forrest Whitaker came on, his production company, or his, came on, like, got the movie and helped distribute it. And then they inserted his terrible voiceover at the beginning and end of this movie, where, like, the three of them are just hanging out, and he's, like, explaining each character and what they're doing. And I'm like, you don't need to tell me what they're doing when they're doing it on screen. He's like, now they're at this record store because they don't like listening to mp3 files so they're like getting that real vinyl shit and i'm like oh no really i can tell they're buying vinyl i'm not that much of an idiot uh and it's cool that they like this 90s rap that doesn't exist anywhere else like i don't need you to tell me all this about these characters yeah it should be able to stand on its own kind of thing well i just think it's it's just annoying it just takes you out of the movie when like you should trust your audience is smart enough to realize what the character is doing on screen Mm mm-hmm well, especially in this type of film that, you know, sometimes probably the silence is, I don't know, like, I, I looked it up and uh, I do recall seeing the cover and reading a bit about it. And even, like, yeah, it does look very stylized and sometimes the silence speaks louder than the words in movies like this. So over-explaining is kind of frustrating. Yeah, and all all three of these kids are, are great in this movie. I think they're all really good. And, like, the, for, like, the middle, the I guess... After, I actively hated this movie in the first 15 minutes. I was like, this is like that indie movie that's trying to like being so indie and mm-hmm. it's just people are going to eat it up. And it's like a very well-reviewed movie. So I was like, I don't get it at all. And then from like 15 minutes on to like right before the last 15 minutes, I was like, okay, like this is a good story yeah. for this kid because he's like out and you don't see this character often as like a black nerd who's like extremely intelligent and doesn't 
isn't a gangbanger in any way, mm-hmm. which like is unfortunate because that's just how they're usually shown in movies or m- movies that I've seen anyway. Uh, and then I just found the ending atrocious and not. It wasn't tr- faithful to that character. It felt out of nature for him to do what he did. Mm-hmm. Or not do what he did. I guess what the movie is making him do at the end. Because it's, I guess his arc is finished. Right. He's not really that character anymore, which felt weird. And I just, like, it needed, it felt like it needed to make a point. So the white people watching this movie were like, oh, yeah, that's right. So I guess that's kind of what I felt with the movie. That's all. I, like, I don't want to spoil it because there are good parts and there's jokes in it that are really funny and the interplay between the three main kids is really good like they actually spoke like teen like fucking people of that age <laughs> like real people um, it's the first yeah no it was like it felt like it, the, di- the dialogue was ab-libbed and it was just natural like <laughs> this is gonna sound like it's kind of stupid but like um zoe Krav- kravitz plays his like older neighbor right or she lives in the next project i guess and he has like a giant crush on her because it's zoe kravitz come on (laughs) it's completely understandable even though he kind of you know is super ripped and built good looking actor and you're like dude why do you have self-confidence issues you have like the best skin you're insanely ripped (laughs) (laughs) you're not a drug dealer it's always a plus but he like he gets like all drooly over her whenever he sees her because he's a 17 year old when an older woman talks to him yep which is I mean, that's the accurate life. in life. It's it, we've all been there. Yeah. Well, I um, haven't. But, but it's well, Carolyn. Come on, be included. <laughs> so You're sorry. included, Carolyn. You can drool over the Hemsworths. I mean, I've never spoken to the Hemsworths, but I would. <laughs> uh, anyway, my story about this movie, <laughs> we just got massively sidetracked. <laughs> and he's gonna go help her with her studies or whatever. And the two friends are like, "Oh yeah, we're just yeah, no problem." Uh, we're dipping anyway and it was just that line it's like the first time i've heard dipping in a movie and like our age range says that so like i'll give yeah. that movie credit as it accurately got um what like teenagers and early, like 20 somethings say like their their dialect it's another fine movie like i didn't like it as much but like i, I didn't like the beginning and the end but the middle was really strong um worth a watch then yeah like i'm in the minority on this movie a lot of people really love it mm-hmm. uh which has seemed to happen to me a lot this year. So I guess I'm just becoming more old and cynical with life. <laughs> so yeah, it's fine. It's good. It's, I don't think it's anything special, but I think it's the perform. I see it for the performances and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like it. So you might like it. Especially, I think if you're like, I think I saw, I saw this movie as a teenager, I would have eaten that shit up. Mm-hmm. It's another one of those movies. So Well, it got nominated for the uh, Grand Jury Prize at Sundance and it also won the... Uh editing prize at sundance <laughs> good one carol probably has a nicer name than editing prize but um yeah let's see editing award oh it's it was pretty close you were pretty close this is funny it says to a person whose innovative cutting and skillful manipulation of time and rhythm made this story dope god damn it they're <laughs> like you this movie does have really good rhythm this movie does have really good rhythm yeah also, these uh, like a uh, uh, side note: these kids they like they they like hip hop and rap and stuff, but they also like punk music. <laughs> so, you know, it's just that like that sort of stuff was interesting, good with this movie. But anyway, Carolyn, yes, what's the uh, dunk news story? <laughs> okay, oh, whoop! I tried to open it and then it oh, freaked God. out. <laughs> Technical so, difficulties. The news story is about the latest. Netflix 
original series to come. Is it is it the one that just premiered or is it the one they just announced? The one they just announced. Oh, okay. So it's not the Aziz Ansari one. No. Uh, though I did see that appear. Um, ha, ha, do you know anything about it? Is it any good? Yeah, I've heard it's really good. I heard it's really good. So uh, Carolyn is now playing with scissors and I'm terrified for her schnoz. <laughs> it's nowhere near my schnoz. Well, I'm on a 2D plane, woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like here. Oh, okay. Anyway, what's your, what is this, what, what, what show is it about? What show is it about? Well, that was an interesting way to phrase that question. Don't question my English skills. <laughs> so, it's called Frontier. Is this the one with Jason Momoa? It is. So, it's oh. um, by the director, Brad Payton, who directed San Andreas. Um, and it'll oh, be... what? <laughs> yeah. I'm out. I'm done. I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Hey! Well, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. This is my favorite. This is my favorite segment every time. Oh my goodness, you're mean. So it's a six-episode adventure period drama, which is a whole lot of uh, descriptors. <laughs> That's a lot of adjectives. It is. So it's about the North American fur trade in the late 18th century, which is um, an interesting, I guess, context for a show. So I guess that means Jason Momoa is supposed to be like a native person. No, he's going to be the white man. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, I don't know who he's going to play, actually. Yeah. I guess he would be... He, I just feel like he's being typecast so much because he played Cal Drogo. Yeah, so now they want him as like this, you know, strong tribal leader kind of thing. Well, it's because he's like a really big guy and he has a big presence on screen, so... Yeah, he does. Um, he looks very different without his, um, you know, eye makeup thing. <laughs> you mean when he's normal? Yes. Um, so the movie he was on Baywatch. <laughs> the movie also has Alan Armstrong from Braveheart, Landon Liboire, Liboiron. Oh boy, these are some names, Carolyn. From Hemlock Grove, Zoe Boyle from Downton Abbey, and Alan Hako from The Book of Negroes, and then some random chick who's a newcomer. Uh, to me, all those names I've never heard of before, so I would say. Me neither. Yeah, um, but basically, it's nice that um, Jason Momoa is going to be doing something again because he was in another show. For a while, I don't remember what it was called, but it got canceled. So clearly, it was amazing. <laughs> he was on a like a smaller show on like Sundance TV or something. Yeah, and he's done a bunch of like smaller projects and stuff. Because mm -hmm. and... I think he's wanted to get away from. I think. Oh, I don't think he's wanted to get away from being Cal Drogo. I just think he wants to uh, branch out a bit, give it some time before he comes back. Because like he's so well known, even though he was only on it for like a couple episodes. Well, he's going to be for the uh... first season of Game of Thrones. He's going to be Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. So that's a... Aqua. <laughs> He's hey. also doing that. So I actually... I'm excited for to see what he does with that because, you know, he looks cool and Aquaman is not cool. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to balance out the lame with somebody who people not call lame because he'll beat the shit out of you in real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this show, Frontier, uh, which sounds like, I mean... Not amazing. It's a bad name. It, it is a bad name, and it's, it, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but everyone else is going to get it in 2016, except for Canada. Canada's going to get it in 2018 because they want to air the first season on local cable first. <laughs> so fuck you, what? Canada. <laughs> I wonder how we'll ever watch this, Carolyn. There's no other way to watch this show. I just find it funny. Um, what? <laughs> 
Canada, what are you doing? Who Let me. I need knows? to call up my buddy Justin and get this sorted out. Uh, no, he's busy combing his hair. <laughs> he is. Well, man, I would if I had that hair. That's true. I was, uh... Okay, you know how I talked about Halloween Town the other day? Fun fact about Halloween Town. The bad guy looks pretty much exactly like Justin Trudeau. So if you uh, are already villainizing Justin Trudeau, you should watch Halloween Town and he gets defeated. Spoilers. You know how that we had a podcast, like two podcasts ago, we had that one went off the rails? This one just is up and it's just going everywhere. <laughs> it's true. Speaking... It started with Shondaland. I just keep thinking about Shondaland. I just <laughs> want to go back. It's such a great place. <laughs> Shondaland is a wonderful place. I don't know about this show. Like, I'm interested in it because I like Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. But the director makes me nervous. And everybody else, it's fine. I'm fine with a bunch of, like, a show with a bunch of no names. Like, I, or uh, unknown to me. Yep. Um, I want to know who the writer is. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that it's only six episodes because I feel like that's the appropriate amount of time for a season of this story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'll, you know, probably watch the first episode and then end up watching all six because it's on netflix and i'll have nothing to do i'll just be like yeah it'll be on it'll be it'll be on netflix in um two years so no it'll be on netflix in 2016 because i live in america right right forgot about that sorry i i like nascar nascar (laughs) you like spurts it's my favorite racing (laughs) Uh, america if you have an american flag on my lawn (laughs) so you know where i am Um, if you want some better news, um, I don't have a whole lot of information surrounding this one. Wait, is this a two for one? This is a, this is a very short (laughs) part two, um, because Frontier, we seem disappointed about this. So, I'll say, um, another TV announcement, Snowpiercer is going to become a TV show. So, for those who don't know, that's a movie, uh, starring, uh, who was it? Chris Evans who very much does not seem like Chris Evans in this movie. Um, I didn't even know it was Chris Evans until 30 minutes into that movie. I was like, this guy's really good. Who is he? Yeah. It's, I was like, oh, it's Chris Evans. It's because they're not sitting there trying to make him look ridiculously good looking and he's not showing off his abs all the time. He's got a coat on. That's wild. Um, but essentially, <laughs> He looks like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> essentially, it's uh, it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world. And the whole idea is that they're on this train that can never stop moving um, because essentially everything will freeze. Um, so the only surviving life is left on this train, and it's a movie, uh, it's definitely worth a watch. It makes a lot of commentaries on um, hierarchy class. and class societies, and it's very It's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Is anybody from the movie, like, I mean, on the production side attached? Like, I I, I know the actors won't be because they're a bunch of big names, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, the actors, they say it's unclear if they're involved, but, like, unlikely, um, especially... Yeah, yeah, no, especially where things left off in the movie, it just doesn't seem... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like they would need to be uh, brought along for that. Um, so it's not going to be a re-adaptation or anything of it, but um, it's kind of based on the same idea. Um, so the War of the Worlds writer, uh, Josh Friedman, is going to be writing it. Jun Ho is executive producing. Um, That's the director. Yes, so he's executive producing uh, the TV show. That, which basically means it was just his thing before. He'll show up once and be like, yeah, looks like my movie, kind of. Exactly. So Friedman is going to be basing the script for the show off of the uh, the movie. And the movie itself, the book? I didn't know this, but it was based off of a graphic novel from 1982. Yes. So Yes. I think that's a interesting thing to go to TV. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, 
I don't know if it will ever get made. I'm interested in it mainly because it's a thing that you can build sets for and they will never change because it's on a fucking train. Yep. So it makes <laughs> sense for TV. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. It could be interesting. I just don't know how long that thing could go. Like you can't have more than like two or three seasons of them being on the train. Yeah. Because then it's just in the same place. It's just people who are really dirty at the back and people who aren't at the front. Yep. Who are kind of culty. I don't know because I liked the movie a lot and I felt like it told that story in a good way. So I don't know if I need this. It's weird that a lot of shows are now, or a lot of movies are now becoming TV shows. And I don't know if there's been a good one yet. Well, it's kind of, I don't know. To me, it kind of would seem like prison break. Like, what do you do once they break out of the jail? How do you keep the show you go, going? Go back to jail and they do it again. Yeah. Obviously. Um, so perhaps it would be a show where it's like, let's make it to the front of the train. And then they do. <laughs> they get on another train. <laughs> or like in prison break at some point, they start trying to make it in the real world. So maybe, you know, they're making it in the real world. And then that's when the title stopped making sense in prison break because they literally, they were done breaking the prison. So I never watched Prison Break. I'm pretty pretty happy with that decision in life. The first uh, season is interesting to see like how it all come together because basically this guy goes into jail to kind of break his brother out because his brother's on death, death row. So he has this whole plan. And it's really interesting to see how that comes together. But yeah, once they broke out, I kind of was like, well, now I, I have no purpose for watching this show. Like that was the <laughs> interesting factor. <laughs> so which out of those two shows are you more interested in? Or if you had a choice, let's say they both came out on Netflix, because I don't know where Snowpiercer is coming out on. Yeah, I would uh, definitely say Snowpiercer. Which one would you be pressured into watching first? <laughs> Snowpiercer, for sure. I, I liked the movie. <laughs> um, Frontier sounds like it could just kind of be a historical drama that's not amazing. I don't know. I find it a lot of the period dramas these days, um, especially in the TV shows, they're all about the violence and the sex, and that is that's pretty much it. Like when I hear Frontier... Sex position. <laughs> it's true. When I hear about Frontier, I kind of think about the Tudors and uh, all of those types of shows, um, just in a different setting. I, I wonder if Frontier is going to take place in summer or winter. I imagine it will probably be summer, because then they can show off Jason Momoa's abs. In the photo that I'm looking at, there's green leaves behind his head, and he's wearing, like, a shirt. That could just be a thing from another show. It might not. I'm pretty sure Frontier hasn't started production. This is true. This is true. It just said 2016, so who knows when... Like, most TV shows are filmed, and then they're put out pretty quickly after they... Like, they they start putting them out before they've wrapped mm -hmm. production, so... That's very true. Any Anything else to say, or should we move on to... That is all my news stories for the day. favorite movie of all time. I liked this movie. <laughs> so serious face there. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Carolyn, do you have all the things up, ready to go? I do. I'm always ready. You know me. Okay, I don't have Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not actually ready. Hold on. <laughs> just a flat-out lie. <laughs> I had the INDB open, but it looks like I closed my Rotten Tomatoes by accident. Well, you do that. I'll, I'll intro. Do it. Um, we had to watch on because of Carolyn's decision. It was her fault hey. that we had to do this. She's at blame. I'm the innocent party. We had to watch this movie called Mission to Mars that stars Gary Sinise and his not-moving forehead. Tim Robbins, and Don Cheadle, and a bunch of people you'll probably recognize but not know, which was kind of what I was in. Uh, and Carolyn, what is all the stuff IMDb and the tomatoes say about it? Well, the tomatoes score is 25%, uh, which is incredible. The audience gave it a 30%, though. And um, Oh, wow. Yeah. 
the critics' consensus, this is funny, it says, Beauty only goes skin deep in this shallow but visually stunning film. I would, I would say visually stunning is pushing it. Um, <laughs> it, it's from the, it was made in 2000, so it's not aged well. No. The synopsis. When the first manned mission to Mars meets with a catastrophic and mysterious disaster after reporting an unidentified structure, a rescue mission is launched to investigate the tragedy and bring back any survivors. Essentially, Don Cheadle gets lost in the uh, universe, and everyone goes to find him and dies along the way. Yeah, that's pretty much a good summary of the movie. Sorry, except the so guy who gets taken by aliens. everybody. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So my biggest problem with the movie is, uh, oh, the aliens did it. It reminds me of uh, that one Indiana Jones movie that everyone pretends doesn't exist. It's very early 2000s like movie. It's also directed by Brian De Palma after he stopped making good movies. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. Yeah. I, there's, man, my the one thing that I noticed, I, I thought this movie took place in 2000 when they like, when they, you were meeting all the characters at a barbecue. And I was like, because the clothes and the hairstyles are from the 2000s. Yep. Uh, and then it rolls up and says it takes place in 2020 because Gary Sinise drives an electric car. <laughs> but yep. that's the only thing that would set it in the future. Yeah, no, 2020 and I, I don't really... I don't get it. They really no, made no effort to make it 2020 uh, except... Yep, nope, no effort to make it 2020. He has an electric Isuzu. But like... Eh. Eh. I mean, 2020, <laughs> that's in like four years. I don't. I don't think we're... I would like to think we're a little bit more technologically advanced than that. <laughs> yeah, we are right now than this movie. I mean, we it's probably accurate on like when we'll go to Mars, but that's about it. Did you did you notice Gary Sneese's eyebrows or forehead move in this entire movie? No, he also looked like he. Okay, this is the guy from CSI New York, by the way, and he's a good actor when he has like the right stuff. He was really weird when he was younger, like. I much prefer him in CSI. That's why I couldn't recognize him for the first little bit. But yeah, you're right. His face didn't really move. He kind of looked like he was wearing eyeliner the whole time. He was. He totally, he had to. And he just had that like face. He would turn and look at the camera and it was just like a dumb face. He's like, why did I do this movie? Why am I here? Yeah. Please. Poor guy. Please help. I'm not even going to, I'm going to try to do this movie with only moving my lips as my only emotion for the whole time. Yeah. And Don Cheadle was like the only good character and then he disappears because <laughs> he yeah poor don Cheadle. i know <laughs> this this was before he was like huge mm-hmm. or like well known because i think he's probably the most famous person now mm-hmm. maybe tim robbins but he's he's definitely older so he hasn't done as much stuff anymore but don Cheadle is like the only one trying and then they like just leave him up he's like not in the movie from like the whole middle mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not a major part and then it makes no sense when they meet him because he tries to kill him even though he's only been alone for 173 days. Yeah, and he's also like a weird uh, living in a greenhouse. Which is impossible uh, with just a tent because Mars isn't Earth. It's cold. Yeah, I would just... Uh... And Jerry O'Connell... I've watched The Martian. He looked weird younger as well, and he was like dumb. I hate Jerry O'Connell. He's not a good actor. No, he's not, but he looks less weird now. This was like pre-plastic surgery, Jerry O'Connell. This <laughs> is true. He was so baby-faced. He was. They all look very young because it's, like, really young. And Tim Robbins wasn't trying in this movie. He was like, please let me leave. And that's why he died. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I don't want to be here anymore. His wife literally shot the... Th- okay, I thought that was the one not shitty part of <laughs> I was of like, movie. don't they know how space works? <laughs> if she can go get him and she can just start coming back and 
space there's momentum your momentum doesn't stop yeah so you <laughs> that's how it's... and then you keep going and then you cruise yep <laughs> he's like he's like two inches away from being able to catch that thing he's like no you can't come so i'm just gonna take my helmet off and then turn into a dummy he looked so weird <laughs> They didn't have the money to put ice on his face. He'd already gone home at that point. He was like, I'm done. They could have just not shown him. <laughs> his eyes weren't eyes anymore. He just suddenly became weird zombie man. Also, that's not what happened. What would happen if you took off your helmet in space? You wouldn't become a you weird zombie immediately man? T- you wouldn't become a weird ice man. <laughs> that's, you don't become Mr. Freeze. That's not what happens. I think... You might turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger, but... <laughs> I feel like it's fairly clear we didn't love this movie, but what was your favorite part? <laughs> oh, boy. I, I, I'll say one thing before I get to my favorite part because it happens on early. Mm-hmm. It, this movie, because I watched The Martian recently, and it just so happened that I watched this movie, which is also about going to Mars. But The Martian is about smart people doing smart things. This is about smart people doing incredibly stupid things. <laughs> yes. Like not doing a check after they hit it with debris. It's like, eh, we're sure it's good. Yep. And I'm like, no, no astronaut would ever do that. But my favorite part is when the three of them, I think like the only good scene is when the three main actors, Don Cheadle, Tim Robbins, and Gary Sneese, I think it's telling because I don't remember their characters' names, <laughs> except that Tim Robbins was named Woody, and it just made me think of a Woody. <laughs> Uh, and I just couldn't I couldn't deal with not I just laughed at that I was laughing um, at that but, too <laughs> and they're just like drinking on the port on like in his like son's uh, tree house and just drinking and like having a good time and like they're just playing off each other and then Gary Sinise is like my dead wife would have really loved to see you two idiots <laughs> and it just gets really sad I'm like what a buzzkill yeah <laughs> oh man I'm like this is why they didn't invite you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was my favorite part. Uh, we haven't even talked about the ending, which I think was probably your favorite part, Carolyn, no. if I had to guess. My favorite part, other than the aliens, um, was <laughs> in that scene that was like an anti-gravity scene, kind of, but they didn't really make that clear. It was just people like walking on like a gigantic human hamster wheel, kind of. Um, and up until that point, they had all been, you know, walking in normal gravity, and then they were walking around that thing, and then they started doing that weird anti-gravity dance thing. Because he, because he wants to dance with his woman, and those two are the most annoying couple ever. They are. Also, like, you could dance in space, because you're on the same ship. Stop trying to have sex at all times, please. It's <laughs> true. And also, that whole scene, I was like, wait, is it? anti-gravity are they just wait what is happening here because their hair doesn't move like there's no gravity and they're they're still like standing on the ground and it's just very strange and the guy he takes off his shirt and then you expect it to kind of like you know float a little bit like it would in anti-gravity and then he just puts it over his shoulder and i'm like what the hell (laughs) this movie's full of that and the uh this was before this was like i like a lot there's a lot of cg with the stuff in zero gravity but it's before that they would put stuff on the screen mm-hmm. for the actors so their eyes would track yep. they just like told them to look in a direction <laughs> and it's like so obvious they're not actually looking at anything because they're all looking at a different point yeah um and then the ending is is a special moment that you should experience on your own because it doesn't make any sense <laughs> no it doesn't and that uh, i like how everyone's just so down to leave behind a uh, weird eyebrow guy. They just leave him. Yeah, he caught he's... another ride. Ding, ding, ding. Carolyn, do, do you get it? It's yeah, I do. He's going to go meet meet the aliens mm-hmm. if they're still alive. Because it's not like the universe is an incredibly dangerous place for life in any way. Well, of course not. There's a greenhouse. 
Also, how did we come from the Martians and then not look like them? <laughs> if we're based off of their DNA. It's like, they gave us their D We're based on their DNA. And I'm like, but that why did they look like that? That doesn't... Nothing looks like that. How did Don Cheadle have supplies to make a greenhouse... And how did he make that tent greenhouse have oxygen? Yeah. Well, when I go to space, I bring plants and tarps with me. Like, and then gotta be prepared. Your ship explodes and whatnot. You still have those things. His ship didn't explode. Did he just have it parked and didn't feel like coming home? No, the EMP blast that the alien face knocked out all the electronics. Ah, right. But he didn't repair anything either. So he's, he just grew plants really quickly and somehow got oxygen from that. <laughs> Even though they showed up and fixed it in like 20 minutes. <laughs> yep. I think, yeah, the, what's impressive about this film. So most space movies are like either super tense and dramatic. So like Gravity, I'm sure the Martian. Um, or they're really action-packed. The Martian is more action-packed, and okay. Gravity is as well. Well, yeah, gra Gravity is like edge of your seat, like very tense, very dramatic. Yeah, Apollo yeah, 13, yeah. also very dramatic. Um, or they're... A movie that was made before this, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, or they're big, you know, explosions and, oh, I'm in space, uh, Star Wars. Um, <laughs> so this one, astoundingly, was neither. It was not action-packed, but it was not very dramatic or tense either. It was very weirdly paced they somehow crashed a set got into a satellite and crash landed it onto mars and like we're all okay yeah they're okay their crashing scenes weren't exciting so like i could have at least had some cool explosions but no um, also that amount of fuel wouldn't have caused the engines to explode all right mr science well i mean yeah this movie is like kind of based on like scientific fact and then they're just like having like there's just sound in space as well <laughs> it's like you hear everything yeah but i just oh, it it bothered me because it was really slow and a lot of scenes took a, a really long time but like needlessly i think they're trying to build that tension but i was not buying it also when their uh when their ship got punctured um that's not what happens if something gets punctured in space it doesn't just slowly leak out there's uh, a <laughs> It, it, it usually goes pretty quickly because it's fucking space. It's a vacuum. And him and the whole running out of air thing. Yeah, I like how he's sitting there. Like They're like, you need some air. And he's like, I'm good. And I'm like, you're a dumbass. Put your helmet back on. And nobody's helping him. No. Like, go get his helmet and put it on his head. He's just, he might be dead. He actually passed out and he's just drifting around in zero G. And you're just like, Jimmy. Jimmy. That girl was useless. Well, it wasn't her fault. She had nothing to do. Like, they didn't give her a role in the script, less, except to be, like, what Tim, Tim Robbins gropes and kisses. But the second he died, she got more interesting. Well, she, she he died, and then she looked sad, and then on Mars, she's like, yeah, cool. Yeah, seriously. Let's go do this stuff. And meanwhile, what's his face? The guy with the eyebrows, his character, is, like, heartbroken over this wife that he lost however many years ago. And this chick who just lost, you know, Woody. He had the... He had to drop out of the mission to Mars, and he failed his psych test because he didn't go because his wife died. He was so much more impacted by this death than this stupid girl who, like, watched her husband turn all creepy looking. Well, he turned into a crash test dummy. I mean, <laughs> what's your what's your response to that? You're like, he wasn't human? Yeah, over him. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, this movie's great. I think we both agree. 10 out of 10. Uh, dunk seal of approval. Dunk seal of approval. Oh, did anything get the dunk seal of approval? We forgot that. Scandal. Besides Shondaland just gets all of the stamps. Yeah, Shondaland as a whole. Like, I'm going to plant a flag in Shondaland. 
Um, <laughs> and Catching Fire, but I've seen that before, so. What would you recommend this movie? Carol, no, God, no. I almost shut it off like four times. The only reason I, I suffered through this was for you, sir. It's well, I you did this. Don't blame me. But I thank picked you. a your, number. Your, your sacrifice will be remembered. You always make me pick a number. <laughs> it's, I, it's cruel. Well, it's because I know the list, so it wouldn't be fair if I picked the number. Well, maybe I'll make Even my own list. Even though I have list. no idea what's on that list anymore. Ugh. Don't give me don't don't give me this sass, lady. <laughs> so, what are we watching this week? Hopefully, it's better. It's your choice. Oh. Also, uh, uh, I what I this movie's bad, but I mean, like, if you want a movie that you can get drunk to with friends <laughs> and turn off after an hour, it's great. Or just watch the last hour because you'll just be like, "What the fuck is happening?" Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm sure you can make a drinking game out of it. The highest of recommendations here from the Let's Watch podcast: get really drunk and you'll forget this movie and you'll love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll be better paced if you're talking over every long gap with your friends. So. Well, Carolyn, let's do a, a little like let's see, we'll do a, how tell them how the dialogue works. Uh, Carolyn. Yes. What are we going to do about Mars? Woody. No. I like the Rocketeer. That's why I'm in space. Aliens. That's the movie. <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> Stupid little rocket thing. Mhm. Okay, Carolyn, where can people find you on the Twitters? At Cheesefan number one. And you can find me at James underscore Willicks. And we're on SoundCloud and iTunes at Let's Watch Podcast. And we have an email, letswatchpod at gmail.com. I think that's the right email address. <laughs> if it's wrong, I will come back in here and go over this with the correct one. Uh, and now new and... a youtube <laughs> our youtube let's watch at it's that's the name of the channel on youtube <laughs> I, that's i don't know how to tell people to find it like that's what it is yep leave a review all that stuff stars if you want to send us email all that stuff but anyway dunkster see puppy man, what are you making us watch for the next fun Okay, I like more mm, quirky things than you do, so I'm not sure how you'll feel about this. Well, I I like quirky things. You like some quirky things. Depends on the quirky. Let's not get into my intervention right now. Let's just t- tell me them what the movie is, and we can talk about this next time. We will watch Rushmore, which is a Wes Anderson film. <laughs> I like Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. I've never actually seen Rushmore. Yeah, from um, from what I understand, it's a High school coming of age story, uh, starring. Oh Jason. wow! You picked a high school coming of age story. Weird, hey. Um, starring Jason Schwartzman uh, as a younger fellow. Is this the one with Gene Hackman, or is that the Tenenbaums one? I think that's the Tenenbaums. Wait, I have the internet. Give me one second. The Royal Tenenbaums. That was great. Please always talk like I that. I think you. Uh, Rushmore. Bill Murray Ooh, is in this short, one. It's a short movie. As he is in uh, a lot of. Wes Anderson type things. Ooh, Brian Cox. Hey, the girl from um, uh, <laughs> Mission to Mars, isn't it? No. Connie Nielsen. Yes, she is. No. <laughs> Luke Wilson um, and young Olivia Williams, which, oh boy, am I excited to see that. Yeah. Uh, and then I, like Bill Murray, Jason Schwartzman, Olivia Williams, Brian Cox, Luke Wilson. Those are the only ones I really recognize. And I guess the big name is Wes Anderson. 
Mm-hmm. This was um, a 1999 movie, so it's it's an old Wes Anderson. Yeah, it was uh, right around Tenenbaum, so it was like right when he was first like becoming Wes Anderson, like mm-hmm. known, I guess. I don't know if this is his first movie or not. Let me check. It might. It's probably close to, unless he's been doing movies. This is his second movie. His first being what? Bottle, Bottle Rocket. Rocket. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was the Tenenbaums and the Life Aquatic. Yeah, then the Darjeeling Limited. <laughs> Darjeeling. Mr. Fox. <laughs> I, whatever. Moonrise Kingdom, and then Budapest. Indeed. Oh well, I'm actually excited to see the movie because I like Wes Anderson movies. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a coming of age high school movie, which is a Dunks movie and quirky, <laughs> I will not give you shit until after I see it. And if I don't like it, then I will give you. It's got Jason Schwartzman in it. I love him. I don't really like Jason Schwartzman. Oh, he's great. I mean, he kind of plays the same thing in every movie. He does. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> That's how we're going to end it. <laughs> Just with the Dunks. Yeah. Yeah.